Wisdom Ways is all about living from the true power of who you are. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. If that is true, then how can we let go of those fears and become one with our authentic power? Speaking from personal experience, insights, and stories of awareness, Richard Schultz, spiritual healer and guide, invites you to take a courageous journey with him to finally let go of your deepest fears and embrace inner power beyond measure. Get prepared to travel to the inner spaces that will expand your awareness, freedom, and mastery of life. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. I'm your host, Richard Schultz, and this podcast series is about plugging into your authentic power and stopping the energy leakages in your life. It's about coming to peace within yourself, no matter what is going on in the world around you. It is about pulling back all of your projections into the world and being who you really are at your core. At your core, you are peace, you are powerful, and you are love. You are whole. Okay, I get it. I know. Much of the time in this experience of life and being human, it does not feel very peaceful or powerful or loving or whole. If we look out into the world, it seems like just the opposite much of the time. Sometimes it can feel like the only way we can ever find peace is to shut ourselves off from the world entirely. Yes, we could lock the doors, stop listening to the news, and only interact with people that we feel are peaceful, loving, and maybe agree with everything that we say so there's no conflict, right? Hmm. If you want to live in a monastery or perhaps a dark bunker, that's a choice. However, true happiness and joy will not likely be found by shutting ourselves away or found anywhere out there. Peace Happiness and joy is an inside job, in our own mind. When we work with the mind, we take our love and joy with us wherever we go, no matter what is happening out there. So what is the inside job of working with the mind about? It's about examining and changing limiting beliefs, processing and releasing our emotions, often through forgiveness, and it's about pulling back all the power that we have lost in the projections of our shadows. It is about bringing the mind back into wholeness rather than a state of separation where it is now. This is a process and an evolution. We do it one step at a time as we awaken once again to the light that we are at our core. This podcast today is about taming your critical self, your inner critic. Interesting. I just mentioned a strategy of locking ourselves away from all the terror in the world to find peace. But what about the inner terrorist? No one in their right mind would want to be locked away with their own inner tyrant, their critical self. Would you want to be locked away with your inner critic? Imagine if your inner critic was a person. Would you kick them out the door and lock it after they left? I think most people would. For most people, the inner terrorist does far more to squash our love, peace, and joy than anything out there. Now that brings us to the next problem. 
the inner critic and terrorist, is already locked up with us in our own heads. Shit, where in the hell's the door to show it out? Yesterday, I had my own small episode with my inner critic. He's tame most of the time now, and rarely acts out with more than an occasional whisper. However, there's the odd time, like last night, he demanded a bigger role, and I slipped a little bit and gave him more power than was necessary or healthy. The result was I was less productive than I wanted to be as my thoughts swirled about what I could have done or should have done in a business meeting that I was not that happy with. In my past, if a similar meeting had happened, I might have let my inner critic spiral out of control and lost myself in fear, doubt, guilt, or anger. In the past, I might have got lost for a couple of days, or if it was really serious, weeks, just this relentless badgering of my inner critic at the mistakes I had made. My own inner critic would tell me that I'm not good enough, that I'm a failure, that I'll never be successful, etc., etc. Relentless torture of myself by my own mind. It was never fun in those days. It's a good thing that most of us cannot read minds. Imagine what it would be like if in a room full of people, if you heard not only their spoken word, but you heard all the gibberish in their minds as they silently criticize others and themselves. That might be a script for a great comedy movie, or would it be a horror movie? How much power have you given your inner critic? Is it running away with your mind and your life? Is it turned on yourself, or do you avoid it by projecting your own perceived faults and flaws onto others instead? In these podcasts, we've been learning about when we hate, can't stand, or judge others. These are symptoms of some place where we are not whole and hate and can't stand and judge ourselves. Projecting is a way we avoid facing and owning our own shadows and our own perceived pain. The good news is that although at some point we gave power to the inner critic, we can make a choice to take it all back. Every time we work with shadow, we take some of our lost power back. Our inner critic, in contrast, has less to throw at us. And even if it plays an old tape... We do not react to its voice, and it has no power over us. The benefit of working with shadow is that our inner critic gradually softens and moves to the periphery of our mind rather than the front and center of our mind. We begin to relate to it rather than from it, rather than if we were it. We are not our inner critic. With many people I have worked with, I notice they have a big inner critic, and it runs their mind and never gives them peace. The inner critic, for some, can even be so ruthless that it can block healing. It may tell them that they are worthless, unlovable, undeserving, hopeless, shameful, pitiful, not good enough, and much more. It will throw all of their unresolved shadows at themselves so that they have no belief in themselves and no beliefs that they can heal. They might even give up in the shame of it all. Shame can block your path to wholeness, and it is one of the powers the inner critic uses to control us. 
I encourage you to listen to my podcast on shame too. By healing shame, you can take back power from the inner critic. The inner critic not only ruins your relationship with yourself, but can ruin your relationship with others. How can others possibly love you when your own mind is telling you that you are unlovable? For example, I remember talking openly with a friend about love and life. From what I knew, she had a beautiful life and a lot of love in it. She had a loving husband and some great kids that she loved and loved her. However, even though there was lots of evidence of love all around her, her inner critic would tell her that she was unlovable. She could never receive all the love that was available to her because she was somehow told inside that she was not deserving of it. And she listened to that inner critic. Yes, we can be surrounded by love and never feel the love because a process called the inner critic or unresolved shadows and shame tell us that we cannot have it, that we don't deserve it. It is a lie, but for some reason, we each have our own way of believing the lies of the inner critic, unless we've resolved that and we don't believe them anymore. From those lies, people will often even sabotage their relationships and they will end prematurely or end in big trauma and they don't have to. So what can we do about all this? How can we start to take back our power from the inner critic? One way is to take away all of its ammunition. If we do shadow work, the inner critic has nothing to throw at us with any weight. For example, if our inner critic says that we are stupid, then in the process of shadow work, we accept or own that we can sometimes be stupid without resisting this. When we have no resistance, when the inner critic tells us that we are stupid, if it does anymore, we just notice the inner critic's judgment, but don't react to it or from it. It does not ruin our day or someone else's day. If we've just done something stupid, then we just thank the inner critic for pointing that out and learn from the experience. It's no big deal. The inner critic might still have an opinion, but we don't take its opinion as the truth or choose to fight it or make it a big drama. We just decide that we'll learn from the experience, forgive, and let go. It's no big deal. So, doing shadow work will soften the inner critic because it takes away its power. There is a saying that goes, what we resist persists. By not resisting and turning towards rather than away from our fear, when done properly, this dissolves the fear entirely. It dissolves because if it is fear, fear is an illusion created in our own mind. When we look at it directly, it disappears. It goes away. It is not real unless you think it is. We're going to take a short break right now. And after the break, we're going to continue our conversation about the inner critic and some strategies to take back your power from it. It is especially important to tame the inner critic because it can block you from successful shadow work. It will try to block you from wholly loving yourself. By the way, if you hate criticism or being criticized and react to that too, 
then this could be a shadow in itself, different from the inner critic. You'll want to love and integrate and embrace that shadow, too. You're busy. Your life is hectic. But if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to the second half of Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. We've been talking about the inner critic and how many people experience it as a ruthless dictator, front and center of their mind, which blocks them from happiness, joy, and love. Big drama. We've been talking about shadow work as a way to reduce that drama and the power of the inner critic, too. Another strategy to reduce the power of the inner critic is to begin to relate to the inner critic rather than from the critic. In a sense, we've already been talking about this. For example, instead of saying, I am stupid, and relating from what the critic has told us, instead say, my inner critic is saying that I am stupid. From this place, you can start to ask, is it true what my inner critic is saying? Doing this puts the inner critic into a position of relationship with us rather than being us. We can decide if we're going to believe what it says or not. Relating to it as a part that has an opinion or perspective is a healthier place to be than being stupid or being the inner critic. Let's go a little farther and do an exercise to understand your own inner critic a little better. Let's profile it a bit. Take out a piece of paper and write down the answer to the following sentence completion exercises. You might want to pause the audio after each and just dump out all the answers that come to you onto the page. Don't hold anything back or don't think about it too much. Just let it flow and tell it like it is. Here we go. My inner critic is... Pause the audio and complete that sentence as best you can. You're just starting to relate to it, so what is your experience? How would you judge it? So to complete this now. So my inner critic is and complete that sentence. When you're complete with that, then the next question or the next sentence completion is the message my inner critic usually says to me is and write the answer to that next question my response to this message usually is and next the voice from my past that is usually most present in my inner critic is And finally, when my inner critic speaks, I feel I am blank years old. How old were you? Your inner critic is not you. 
It was implanted within you starting at an early age, and you can change your relationship to it. You can question it and what it says. You do not have to believe what the inner critic says to you. Also, by examining what it says to you, you can learn what some of your shadows are. And that's great news, because when you work with the shadows behind what the inner critic says to you, you take back those powers. So, in other words, your inner critic will give you significant clues to taking your power back from it. By the way, that exercise, those questions, come from Robert Augustus Masters, who has written some great books on shadow work. You might want to put his books on your reading list. Now, I invite you to do another exercise in relating to the inner critic and releasing some of the emotions tied to it. This exercise is one of the classic ways of dealing with shadow and parts of ourselves to reintegrate them. This is a simpler subset of what I will sometimes do with helping people embrace their shadows. But when I work with clients, it is done differently and more fully. But here's a start for your work. Here's what you're going to do. First, in your own way, create a safe and sacred space for yourself. You might want to do a prayer, light some candles, put on some soft music as background. Really get centered and present for this work. Next, take out a piece of paper or a post-it note and write on it, Inner Critic. This is going to be your inner critic. Second, take another piece of paper and write your own name on it. Like, I'd write Richard on that on for me. Then, put these pieces of paper opposite each other, about a meter or a few feet apart. They can be on chairs opposite each other or on the floor. When you're ready, go to the place that has your name and face your inner critic. Look directly at it as if it was there and speak to it as spontaneously as possible. Tell it what you feel about it. Judge it. Change any questions you might have for it into statements. You might say things like, You're ruining my life. I want you to go away. I hate you. Say whatever comes to you and be completely honest until you're empty and feel complete. Feel the emotions that you feel and allow them to come through. Next, step into your inner critic's place. Give it a voice. It is a voice you know really well because it's been in your head for most of your life. Speak to yourself in that other place as if you were the inner critic. Raise your voice. Get dramatic. Feel the emotions and express them. Shout, cry, whatever you feel. Stay there until you feel empty again with nothing more to say. You'll know when that is. Then, go back to yourself in the original position and reply to the inner critic. Stand up to the inner critic and reply as strongly as you can. You are not me. Feel your emotions and express them. Be dramatic, forceful. I do not choose to believe you. Tell the inner critic what you feel about it. Stand in your power. Tell it what you feel. You can do this back and forth several times if you like, 
and as as this dialogue goes. But really drop into the emotions as much as you can and feel them. Cry, get angry, whatever. And watch yourself as you do that exercise, as if watching from above. Watch this relationship, this dialogue. But in the end, as much as possible, take a stand and take back your power. Step away from both positions. Breathe. Deep breaths. Count your breaths. Count to five. Take a moment and notice the voice of the inner critic within you now. You'll likely notice that it is less forceful and faded somehow. All the emotion out of it. Reflect on the interchange you had with the inner critic. You may have had some memories come up of past painful drama. You may have let some of that go in the process. Understanding helps. You may have noticed when the inner critic began when you were a child and might have some insight into why you created it. There may be some room within all of that for some compassion for the inner critic and its role in your life. We create the inner critic as a survival strategy. It may play some part of our parent or other figure in order to keep us safe or fit in with our family. Parts are just programs of what our subconscious took on as beliefs from those earlier experiences, but they're not true. That inner critic, in its own way, was trying to protect us, but the program was usually faulty and not applicable to who you are now. You can change the programming. It is never too late to protect and heal the inner child that had those early experiences. It can all be forgiven and let go. As you do, the inner critic dissolves around you, and you have more choice for happiness and joy. I hope you found this podcast useful and informative. I hope you understand a little bit more about how you can work with the inner critic to take back your power. It does not have to be so strong. It does not have to torment you. Every time you do a process like we did, or other processes like that, the inner critic will fade a little more. Every time you do shadow work, the inner critic will fade a little more, and gradually it will be on the periphery of your mind rather than front and center, ruining your life in a sense. If you found the exercises difficult or they did not seem to work for you, don't worry about it and decide not to believe any criticism that your inner critic might say to you about that experience. There is a way for you. There is a way for everyone to peace. If you'd like some assistance to help find your way, and you feel I might be able to help you, contact me for a free consultation and let's discover where we might go together. I believe in miracles, and I believe that you can fly. If I can serve you on your journey to truth and wholeness, then email me at wisdomways at gmail.com, phone me, or make an appointment with me. You'll find me at www dot wisdomways dot net. Thank you 
for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power here on the TLRstation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Have a fantastic day. Are you ready to claim your authentic power? Visit www.wisdomways.net slash power to gain instant access to Richard's free video course on being powerful. And if Richard said something today that truly impacted you and you'd like to talk with him further about it, please connect with him directly at 403-247-8042. Thanks for listening to Wisdom Ways. Have a great day. Talk with you next week.